Hey, good morning, Spirit Church. How's everybody doing today? Come on, let's stand to our feet. We're going to get started. I searched the world. He couldn't feel me. Man's empty praise, treasures that fade, never enough. You came along, you put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied. this morning. All right, let's sing this out. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness. Failures and flaws, Lord, you see them all and you still call me friend. Because the God of the mind
Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born, then the Spirit lit the flame.
Savior. He's torn back the veil this morning. Can you just bring your prayers and petitions to him this morning? Because he's holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns forever. We're so thankful that we get to serve the God that went and died on a cross, a symbol that meant death, a symbol that meant crime, and now you've turned that symbol into something that means hope. You turn that symbol into something that means life. You turn that symbol into something that means that we can hold on to you and know that you will be victorious once again. You've taken a symbol that was a shame and you've made it into something to be proud of. Father, I pray that we can step boldly into your presence here today and proclaim that you are the one true king. You are the one true God, and there is nothing that is greater than your power, your strength, your might, and your will for us to be in right relationship with you. So, Father, I pray whatever barrier there is today that we came in with, Lord, would you allow us to lay it at your feet? Would you allow us to truly feel your presence, hear your voice, and have a refreshing, a renewal of your Holy Spirit, God, because that is the only way that the kingdom will ever advance throughout our communities. It's not by our might, but it's by your will and your strength, Jesus. So here today, we lay it all down at your feet. We say, take what we are and use us for your kingdom, God. Lord, we praise your name in advance, knowing that you are going to do greater things than we could ever think of. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Here at Spirit Church, we believe in the power of prayer, and we also believe in the power of unity. So to help us focus our hearts on God and also focus our hearts on one another, we like to say the Lord's Prayer together. Would you join with me in saying that this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. If you believe that this morning, let's give God one more shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is worthy of it all. Man, God is up to something amazing. And as we mentioned before, we believe in the power of unity and community. So we love our spirit groups. And Pastor Robin has some incredible information for us to gather so we can really focus in on community this morning. But introduce yourself to one person you've never met before. And let's build the kingdom. Let's build community here this morning. And then give our attention to Pastor Robin. It's so fun to listen to everybody talking to each other. Um, I love that. That's awesome. Well, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes this morning and talk to you about small groups. And I'm going to start off by telling you a little bit about my own story with small groups. So as many of you know, we were in Muskogee for 17 years. And during part of that time, we were in a small group. And it was six couples that were put together. And we didn't know each other. Um, and it was kind of awkward at first, as all small groups kind of are when they're in the um, growing stages of it. But it became one of the most amazing parts of being in that church family was our small group. We, um, we grew in our faith together. We laughed. We cried. We mourned. We rejoiced with each other. We had a... Um, we had a family in our small group that had a um, precious little girl that was terminally ill, and there were some times that she could not, like they would be in the hospital just at random times, and there was one point we all packed up in a 12-passenger van, ran up to the hospital, and we had small group right there in the room with her because we were just, we were a family. It was amazing. Um, at another point, four of the six couples were pregnant together. Uh, I, I was not one of them. Me and this other girl kind of held out. We did not drink the water fountains at the church. Like, we were staying away from it. But it was just so fun to do life with them. And at, at Spirit Church, we talk about love, joy, and peace. And we find love through a worship experience. But joy is through connection. And we have an amazing, growing church now. We have three services. And sometimes it's hard to really connect. So I wanted to invite you to just take another look at that this morning. Um, some of our small groups have taken a break for the summer. Others have gone throughout the summer maybe with a little bit different schedule. But September is kind of a reset for all of them. So if you're not involved in one, this is a great time to get involved. Um, on your seats, on some of the seats, you'll find a card that says join a spirit group. And on the back is a QR code. And if you don't have one with you, there are more at the information table afterwards. You can get that. But if you just um, scan that QR code, it takes you to our website. And you can kind of scroll through there and find where you can 
see all of this information about the spirit groups. And as you click on each one, it'll give you a description. It tells you when they meet and how often they meet and who the leaders are. And in fact, if we have small group leaders right here this morning, if you wouldn't mind just to stand up so people see who you are, you may lead a small group and nobody even realizes it. But I'm sure they would be happy to talk with you. Yes, let's give them a hand. We really appreciate that. But I wanted to point out five of the new ones that we have. We're excited to start five new ones this fall. Um, the first one, they have an asterisk next to them. So the first one is divorce care. And this is a really neat one because it's sponsored by Bartlesville Southern Baptist Church. And I love Bartlesville because the churches come together in unity. Because we're all, we're all on the same team here. We are all serving the same purpose here. But divorce care is an act, actually an online one for people who have been through divorce and are just hurting and need a community to come around them with that. Um, so the information's online on how to uh, join that. Also, we have Homeschool Treks, which is a new one that just started up for um, the homeschool families in our church family. Um, we have Spirit Young Professionals, which actually starts tonight for the first time. So this is different than SYA. SYA is mostly for college kids. Spirit Young Professionals is for people in their 20s and 30s, but they may not be on the college scene. They may already be out um, in the professional world and just uh, want to have that kind of community. We have the Widows Group, um, which is a really awesome one that's starting at the end of September, um, and the information is on our website. And then also there's another Women's Disciple Group that's starting, and it's going to be on Monday nights. And I love it because it's geared toward women who possibly work outside the home, and they don't, they don't have a lot of time to read, like, extra books, but they really want that community. And it's just a time for them to come together in fellowship and in learning the Word. So... Um, if you have any questions about that, Kelly will be um, at the information table afterward, but we would love for you to get involved. We love that you're here, but if you're only coming for a worship service, you're missing a huge part of the connection of our Spirit Church family. So thank you for considering that. Um, now we have the announcement video for you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Sherry, and we are so glad you're here. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you part of our family, and we are here to connect with you. If you are here in person, you can scan our QR code to fill out your guest card or your connect card. If you are joining us online, you can fill out your card by going to spirit.church guest or spirit.church connect. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to serve your family better. If you are new to Spirit Church, welcome. Our staff would love to meet with you in the Welcome Center right after this service. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being part of our church today. Also, if you are a guest, please do not feel any pressure to give. But if you would like to give, here are three ways that you can. You can use a giving envelope and leave it at either one of the kiosk areas in the commons area. You can give on our website at spirit.church give. Or you can use our church center app. Because of your generous giving, we are able to purchase Bibles for the children that ask Jesus in their hearts. So thank you. Now, I have a few announcements for you. Our Awanas is launching tonight at 530 this is for all kiddos, birth through fifth, to come have fun, make friends, and learn about Jesus. This is just one more way that we get to minister to your kids. 
Our Family Fall Bash is kicking off a new competition this year. We are hosting a chili cook-off. If you are interested in participating, go to spirit.church slash sign up. Spirit Church, you are the best. Thanks for listening. And now here's a word from our lead pastor, Jason Fullerton. Good morning, Spirit Church family. Welcome to Ecuador. Thank you so much for your prayers for our team, and thank you for giving. You are participating in this trip as much as the team that is here with us is participating. God is using us in an amazing way, and we thank you for your continued prayers for the work that is being done here in Catamayo, Ecuador. Before we leave you this morning, Pastor Grant is going to have an excellent message for you. I know it's going to touch your heart. I pray that you lean into that and receive all that God has for you. Hey, from everybody here in Ecuador, uno, dos, tres. Love, joy, peace. Awesome. I guess it's windy in Ecuador. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, well, good morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for choosing to be at Spirit Church this morning. Um, if I haven't met you, my name is Grant, like you just said, but I'm one of our pastors here. Love to meet you after the service at Welcome Center uh, if, if you're new around here. A couple things before I do get started. Uh, one, I want to do a small correction um, in... The announcement video you heard Pastor Sherry talk about Awanas tonight. I will uh, correct her that there is no uh, Awanas for zero or birth, I guess, through two-year-olds. And so uh, just be aware of that. For the foreseeable future, we won't have uh, a class for them, but the rest of the kids, we will. So uh, just be aware of that. And one other thing, uh, one more uh, little uh, bit of uh, info. Uh, you can go put that picture on the screen. Baby Browning coming March 2024. <laughs> Super, super excited. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm excited. Um, also, I will get to participate and watch all of March Madness. Uh, didn't line up that way, but praise God. Um, <laughs> just kidding. That's silly. But we're, we're beyond excited, my wife and I, Gabby. We're so excited. And just God has blessed us, and so we can't wait. Um, it's not like officially official, so uh, as in like announced, so it's not on Facebook. Anything, it's not official until it's on Facebook, right? And so uh, in the next week or so, it'll be on Facebook, and you can, you know, share it if you want to. Comment, just, you know, like it, whatever you want to do. Uh, I just want to let you guys in a little bit early. You know, church family, want to let you guys know before that. And also in that, the Facebook post will reveal gender, and so uh, you'll get to know that then. Uh, but we're excited. Um, you know, I got a few more months to figure it out. Um, kidding. I'm kidding. The rest of my life, right? Amen, amen, amen. Oh, goodness, I'm goodness. But yeah, we're excited, we're excited. But thank you for being here. Uh, I'm excited for today. We're continuing uh, in our series called Followership. And Pastor Jason, this last week, was in the book of James talking about uh, followership and, and in terms of uh, being a good leader, you have to know how to follow. You know, the leaders of, of the church uh, began following Jesus. That's how you become a good leader is to learn how to follow. And so continuing in that today, but, uh, you know, it's so funny can we, I forgot to mention this, can we also just praise God that the weather is changing tomorrow? Like, praise the Lord. I, I can't wait. Uh, it, it's a little bit one of those, like, I'll believe it when I see it, because it's just been so hot. I do believe it. I believe it'll change, and it's already changing, but I'm just so excited. I mean, I just get so, so tired of it. It's funny, you know, living in Oklahoma, we all, all we talk about July and August is how hot it is. That's all we talk about. One, because there's nothing else going on. Like, you know, once 4th of July hits, you know, you get past that, there's just heat until football. That really is all it is. And so, you know, it's funny that we, all we do is talk about it and none of us do anything about it. All we always do is just stay here. We, just, we never move. 
we just stay here and talk about how hot it is. That's just kind of what it is to be, you know, <laughs> and hope that it doesn't come back. But we all know next June it's coming back. It's going to be hot again. Um, I just think it's because we're tougher. We're just a little bit tougher. You know, we, we know how to deal with it as Oklahomans. We're, a little, we're you know, we're, we're built tough. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Thank the Lord for the heat to be gone. Um, and, and I hope, too, I hope you brought your, your steel-toed boots today to church. Um, I don't want to, but I may step on some toes. I'm going to try my best not to, uh, you know, <laughs> faith and love, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But if we could, go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to do our In the Vault text this morning. Just a reminder, uh, at the end of each month, our In the Vault text, if you memorize it, you can quote it at one of our quotation stations. Uh, and if you do it correctly, uh, or 98% or so, uh, you get a free giveaway of prize, whatever it may be. This last month was HTO vouchers, and I heard it's a big hit. And so, <clears throat> uh, but... Let's, let's, let's read this together. Let's read. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. You can have a seat. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for this word. I pray, Lord, that you would transform us through your word. I pray, God, that today that your words will be heard and not mine. We thank you for this time together. I pray that you would build our faith as a result. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're continuing our series, like I said, in fall worship. And although our In the Vault text is in First Timothy, we're really doing a study about the book of James. And what I like to, you know, recommend or I think about the book of James is for, for those of you that are, you know, if you're new to the faith or maybe you, you find it difficult uh, to kind of ease into scripture at times, the book of James is one of those that I highly recommend. Um, it's, it's smaller than some of the other books. Excuse me. But it's so, so rich. It has such good uh, just depth of, of knowledge and just wisdom. And so if you have friends that you know that are really struggling to get into Scripture, that's one of those that I recommend. You know, all the books in the Bible are great. We should read them all and spend time studying. But, you know, it's hard as a new Christian jumping into the book of Numbers and just kind of feeling lost. Uh, but it, it's great, too. It's just, it's just difficult sometimes. And so the book of James is one of those really, really good books to just jump in um, head first. And so that's where I'll be today. Uh, James chapter 2, uh, verses 14 through 24. I do have a lot of verses in Scripture today. Um, hope you're okay with that. I prefer preaching from the Bible. Um, so that's just me. Uh, but verse uh, 14 says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by the way they do and not by faith alone. So 
the kind of the premise of this passage is that faith without works is dead. We know this. We've heard this before. But it's true. It's, it's true. Faith without works is dead. And works without faith is fruitless. There's no point. If we're doing works with no faith, there's no point in doing it. Faith and works are kind of a package deal. They go, they go together. They're, they're with one another. It's, you know, like a, like a steak and a potato. They just, they just go together, and you shouldn't separate them. Or like Batman or Robin, just, you know, just dynamic duo. They go together. And this kind of reminds me, you know, we have to have faith and works, and we can't just be, you know, all talk with no action. I don't know if you have any friends or people that you know like that, but I have a few people in my life that, you know, I'm friends with that, that they kind of, you know, uh, do a lot of talking without the fall through. So, for instance, this, this is a dumb story, but uh, so my, I have some friends that we, on occasion, uh, and you're going to laugh at me for this, on occasion we'll, we'll play video games late in the evening. So, uh, you know, after work, you know, we, get, we hang out with our families and that kind of stuff around 8 or 9 o'clock at night, you know, we'll, we'll play some games. And it's fun, you know, and we, we, we're, we're nerdy, I get it. Uh, we, we got the headphones on, and, you know, we're talking a lot, all this kind of stuff. We got the chairs, all, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, well, and kind of how this process will, will begin is uh, around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, we're wrapping up at work, and I'll send out a text to my friends. We're, we're in a group message, and I'll say, hey, you might want to play games tonight. And immediately it'll be like, yes, I'm in. Three or four guys, yes, I'm all in. I'll be there. Let's do it. It's going to be so fun. I'm all in. I'm like, all right, cool, great. We're going to have a good group this evening. And so around 8 o'clock rolls by, I send out a text. Hey, I'm about to get on. Does anybody else want to play? And then silence for a while and just nothing and then 8.15 rolls around still nothing I'm just scrolling on my phone at that point just waiting 8.30 and then around 8.45 I'll get messages so sorry I missed it you know I got wrapped up in a show on Netflix I'm, I'm out tonight I'm, and you know all you know, they just like ah, all these excuses these excuses why we can't why we can't play I'm like you guys are just all talk you said you committed to this and then now you're, you're backing out but uh, <laughs> it's kind of silly but there's the correlation here you know we can't be all talk and no action. We have, when we have faith, we have to have those works as well. And faith is the foundation of our belief. Faith is, is everything when it comes to our belief in God. I mean, wh why, why would anyone choose to follow us, following Jesus, if we don't have faith? Why would anyone listen to us if we don't have faith? If we don't have strong faith, if we're not fully convinced that God is who he says he is, and we don't have full faith, why would we ever think we could convince someone the same? Why do you think we could lead someone to Jesus if they don't see us having strong faith in who he is? And, and faith is, is mentioned, you know, obviously everywhere in Scripture. There's so many references to having strong faith and the importance of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Have faith in him. Mark 9, 23 says, everything is possible for one who believes. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. You see, there is no salvation without faith. There is no eternal security without faith. And faith is not only believing, not only being convinced, but putting your whole trust in what Christ did on the cross. Faith is believing and putting your whole 100% trust in who Christ is and what he did on the cross. You see, faith demands everything. We have to be 100%. There is no riding the fence, so to speak, when it comes to faith. 
in following Jesus. There's no middle of the road. There's no, there's no backup plan. There's no plan B. You know, the, the phrase, you know, we're going to you know, come ashore and then we're going to burn the boats. We're, we're going to come up on shore and then we're getting out and then we're burning the boats because there's no escape plan. There's no alternate route. This is a one-way ticket. There's no fence. Right? Faith requires 100%. If we're going to have faith, if we're going to claim that we have faith in Jesus, we're going to tell people that we follow and trust in the Lord, we have to be 100%, and we have to be all in with that. Not only that, but if we're going to have the faith, we got to do the work. If we're going to have the faith, we got to do the work. Again, faith without works is dead. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, the works are not salvation. Don't get me wrong. The works themselves are not salvation, but it is evidence. The works that we do by faith is not equ- does not equal salvation, but the works that we do, it is evidence that we are saved. It's evidence of who our faith is in. I mean, if we have no works, how do we know that we're saved? If we haven't been convinced, but if, if we say that we are convinced that Jesus is our Savior and we're following Him, but we're not doing anything about it, that doesn't make, it just doesn't equate, doesn't make sense. You know, I heard, um, I heard someone once say, I'd rather, I'd rather watch a sermon than hear it. Meaning, I would rather watch someone claim to live a life and actually do it than for them just to claim it, than just to hear a sermon. If we aren't living our lives according to what we say, then what's the point? Not only that, but our works that we, that we do in our life, our works show to those around us who has saved us. Our works through faith show everyone that who we belong to, who is leading us. When we're led by faith, God gets the glory. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Our works point back to Him. He gets the glory. He gets the credit for it when we are led by faith faith. You see, how we live our lives is the best way to share the gospel. You know, I shared a story last time I preached about my grandfather and how uh, he led someone to Jesus just by living his life, and that's the way God intended it. Yes, absolutely, he, he calls us to preach and, and, and to teach and those things and, and, and conversations and, and friendships, yes, but one of the best or the best sermon that many of us will ever preach is the way that we loved our family. It's the way that we led our family. It's the way that we lived our life, loving those around us. You see, we can tell people all day long that we love Jesus and that we're committed to him, but if our lives don't reflect that, then, then it's, it's dead. If our lives don't reflect the claims that we make, then, then, then we're not accurate. We're not, we're not authentic. And, and one of the greatest stories that I see in Scripture that really exemplifies this, this principle, this idea of, of faith and works, is the story of the, the three Hebrew boys. And this is a classic story. This is a story that, you know, a lot of us heard in Sunday school. You know, we just we grew up knowing. And it's a really, really great story. And it's a lot of scripture, but I'll kind of summarize the beginning of it. Um, so, again, this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And at this time, King Nebuchadnezzar, that's a tough name, made a, de- a decree that he built up this golden idol. And then whenever music would play, whenever a band or music would play, you are to bow at this statue, and if you don't, there's a wonderful fiery furnace over here that we will just throw you right into because you aren't obedient. And, and here we are with three, three men that have stood up to him and said, no, we serve the one living true God. We're not going to bow. As a result, he gets angry, and that's kind of where we'll pick up 
uh, verse 13, chapter uh, 3 of Daniel. It says, Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men who brought before, uh, were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn and the flute, uh, the whole band, when you hear the sound of the whole band and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, then very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace, also known as Oklahoma, in July. Then, I'm just kidding, that's not a scripture. I added that part. Uh, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. He will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Wow. I mean, I, I, I've heard this story many times, but I feel like it never, it just, it always amazes me. Just the boldness of these three guys. I mean, just from, I, I like to kind of put myself in this moment and just kind of close my eyes and imagine you know, maybe me and two other guys that followed Jesus were standing there and amongst, no doubt, people that we know, people that we work with, maybe friends or family, everyone is bowing to the statue except for us. We know the ramifications if we don't. We know what happens if we, if we defy the ruling and we know what happens if we don't, but having the, the boldness of faith to say, no, we're going to stand up for what's right, and for what our, what our God has called us to do. It's incredible, just the level of boldness they have in their faith, and it should be our goal as Christ's followers to live with that kind of faith, to live, excuse me, with that kind of boldness of faith to say no matter what, no matter what the world says, no matter what my friends will think, no matter, you know, what my community will think, what my coworkers will say, I'm going to stand up for what's right. I'm going to be bold in my faith, and I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. You know, our, as you saw in that video, our, we have a, a team in Ecuador that's, that's serving in that, that area, and Pastor Jason's with them, and I can't wait to hear the stories when they get back of the amazing things that God did, and doing a little bit of research about Ecuador, it, it does seem that for the most part they have a certain level of religious freedom. Uh, they can, you know, express themselves to an extent uh, how they wish, but there are so many places in this world where that does not exist. There are so many places in this world that people fear for their lives on a daily basis. They fear for not only for their jobs, their, their family, their friends, their possessions. They, they are terrified every day, but they live with a boldness of faith. They live every day dedicating their lives to Jesus. Just going to church. I mean, as us in America, there's sometimes I wish that we could just pick up the American church and just drop it in one of these countries for a day or two or for a week, just to change our perspective, just to see firsthand what it's truly like to have to survive with faith. You know, we, we in America, we're very, very blessed, and I'm so, so grateful to be in the country that we're in. We're, we're so blessed with the freedoms that we have, and again, they're paid for, and, and all these amazing things, and 
just to be able to stand on this stage and be able to profess the name of Jesus without fear of being arrested, without fear of, of being hurt or my family being hurt or, or friends or all of us are for, are for the most, we're, we're safe and having that assurance and it, it's such a, such a blessing but I also fear, I also fear that we get a bit spoiled, that we take those things for granted that as a result we aren't living with the, the boldness of faith that we need to live. Again, there's people living every day fearing for their lives, and, and thankfully we don't have to live that way, but as a result, our faith isn't as strong as it needs to be. And if I read Scripture correctly, persecution is coming. I'm not, I don't know when. I'm not trying to get, I don't, it's not political at all, but I don't know when or how or what it's going to look like, but if I read Scripture correctly, persecution is coming to America. It will happen at some point. At some point, you will have to choose between your job and your faith, potentially. At some point, you may have to choose between the influence you have and your faith. At some point, you may have to choose between your money and your faith or your politics and your faith. At some point, it may happen, it may, it may happen that you have to stand up uh, and, and stand up for what's right, even though it may not be easy. Again, it's not always easy or convenient, but we have to be bold in our faith. We have to stand up for what's right. It may not be easy again. It'll be difficult, actually. But we have to do it. Again, the story continues with Nebuchadnezzar getting so angry with their disobedience that he orders the furnace to be made seven times hotter and to have the boys bound and thrown into the furnace. Again, this is so hot that the guards that threw them in died just from the heat. They were killed by it. Verse 23 says, And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. Satraps, prefects, governors, and the royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. What an incredible story. So they, they literally, they, for instance, they put their money with their mouth. They, they not only had the faith, but they lived it. They did the work. They, they, they committed themselves, and they said, we're going to do what God calls us to do. We're going to have boldness of faith. You see, when your faith is tested, it builds endurance. Faith tested equals endurance. James 1, 2, and 3, again, Pastor James talked about this last week, says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
And if I could take just a, a liberty for a moment, this is Grant talking, so this, is, this may be outside of Scripture, but I'm going to say I don't think this is the first time that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's faith was tested. I'm just going to assume that before this, at some point, their faith was tested. Someone may have challenged them in their faith. Because I'm going to be honest, and I'm not them. I'm not, I wish I, in some ways I wish I had their faith, and I hope I do. But I can only imagine if I'm a, a first time, if I'm brand new in my faith, it's going to be really, really hard for me to have that kind of faith. For me to stand up for what's right in this situation. I can only assume, again, this is just me, but... It's, along the way, their faith was tested, and it produced endurance, and that equaled their decision to stand up for what was right. You see, there's going to be times in our lives where we're going to have to stand up for what's right and stand up for, for what we believe in. And one of my favorite verses in this story is when they said, our God will deliver us from the fire, but even if he doesn't, we won't worship your gods. They had to have been through some things to have some faith like that. They had to have been through the, the, the fire before to, to have some faith that strong. Again, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, this, this scripture itself, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of two-sided. It's, it, it's encouraging, but it's also challenging. It, it's great to, you know, have faith that produces perseverance, but to go through the hard things, to get it, is the part that, you know, I, I'd rather not. It'd be, it'd be easier the other way, but it's, that's what it requires. And some of you may be in here, and you may say that you feel like you're in the furnace right now, that you're in the middle of maybe the toughest battle that you've ever faced. You know, in my life, it seems every time I turn around that someone else is sick or struggling with something, or there's a divorce happening, or um, you know, I'm just tired. Things going on all the time. It seems like you can never just, you know, get to a season where there's just peace. Maybe you're, maybe you're like that right now. You know, one of the things that I have to do each and every day is just quote this scripture over myself multiple times just to remind myself, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And, and for me, if you're like me, it doesn't always stick the first time. You know, if I can say it once, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I know. It's going to take several times. I've got to keep repeating myself, keep repeating, speak this over my life multiple times. And the, the greatest thing is that the Scripture never loses its power. Scripture always remains strong. It never loses its power. And if I commit myself to having that strong faith and repeating this over my life, the Scripture won't lose its power, but the problem does. Whatever's in front of me, may not seem so hard anymore. It may still be difficult, but my solution is much bigger. My solution, which is Jesus Christ, is, is much more important. You know, I, I, the more I endure, not only the, it may not necessarily the easier it gets, but the less that I waver, the less that I doubt, the less I rely on myself, the more I trust in Him. You know, I, this, is, this is funny. I always like to talk and, and meet with uh, older pastors and or people who just have, have uh, followed Jesus for their whole life, and you know, a lot of them have really funny stories that are just dumb and silly, that are fun to listen to and fun to talk about. But a lot of them have, you know, wild stories of what has happened throughout their life, throughout their ministry. And these pastors, a lot of times, are just the happiest, you know, most joyful people. A lot of times because they're retired. Uh, 
but they're they're excited and they're they're eager to tell these stories. And sometimes they'll, they'll, you'll sit there and they'll tell you this story of these terrible things that happen throughout their life. And they're talking about it like it's nothing. It's because that lifetime of commitment to Christ led to the testing of their faith over and over, and it has produced endurance to the point where anything can come. And just, yeah, it is what it is. Trust in God. I'm going to keep moving. What, what can I do? What, I mean, there's nothing. Complaining is not going to help. And, I'm, and listen, I'm preaching to myself right now. But it, it, what, I, what I can say is that, again, the testing of your faith it doesn't diminish your problem, but it just shifts your focus to the solution. Testing our faith, just again, it, it reminds us of who's in charge if we allow it. You know, if you're in the middle of the, the furnace or you're in the middle of this trial, man, don't give up. Keep going. One day we'll be able to look back and say, man, that, that built my faith. That was a test. That was difficult. That was hard. But thank goodness, thank God that he brought me through it. And, and as a result, my faith is stronger. See, he, he never promised that our solutions would look like what we want it to. He never said that we'll always get what we want or that the, the problem that we want fixed will always be fixed the way that we want it. He never promised that he would fix it the way we want it, but he promised that he would be with us through it all. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Man, I gotta have that reminder in my life every single day that he has never, he's never left us and nor has he forsaken us. And when you start having faith like that, when, when you start building up your faith, man, faith, faith leaks. Faith, faith is contagious. Chapter 3, verse 28 of the book of Daniel again says, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. The cool thing about this story is not only did God save the three Hebrew boys and deliver them from the fire, but as a result, an entire nation bowed to him. An entire nation bowed to the one true living God. You see, strong faith is contagious. When you get around someone with strong faith, you can't help but get it on you. This, this, is, this next part is, is kind of silly and, and dumb. You're going to laugh at me. But have you ever sat next to someone, maybe at work, maybe it's, it's about 10.30 in the morning, maybe 11, and they start talking about lunch? Or maybe even, a, 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 maybe even a preacher starts talking about lunch in the middle of the sermon, and you weren't even hungry. You weren't even thinking about food. You were so focused on your work or what you were doing, and then we're here talking about pizza. Then we're here talking about, you know, I'm going to get me a cheeseburger after this. It's almost lunchtime. And then, you know, 10 minutes rolls by, 15 minutes rolls by, and all of a sudden, you are starving to death. You're over here so hungry. You're like, I was not even hungry. And you start talking about this. Now, I, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. You see, strong faith is contagious. Have you ever hung out with someone with strong faith? After five minutes, you can't help but just run around and shout. It's just exciting. You want to be around people with strong faith. It just increases your faith. When you watch someone exhibit bold faith, it, wants you just, it makes you want to just attack the world for Jesus. And God made faith that way. We're here to build one another up. That's why we're here this morning. We're here to increase the faith of one another. In Romans 1, Paul is talking to the church of Rome, and he says, chapter 1, verse 11, says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. 
That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. We are to mutually build up one another's faith. That's our challenge. That's what God has called us to do. Build up the faith of those around you. We're better together. Because we know the truth, because we know of the freedom that God provides, because we know when our faith has been built up, we have to be looking for those around us that are in desperate need for faith. We have to be looking around for those in our lives that are maybe going through tough times. Maybe they're going through a struggle in their life. They're going through that, that the time in, in the furnace and they need someone around them to increase their faith. That's what we're here for. We're here to share the gospel, tell people about Jesus. We're here to increase the faith of those around. Because this life is too hard to do it alone. We have to be there for one another. That's a challenge today. Let's just find someone this week. Maybe find someone at your workplace. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Let's try to increase their faith. Let's tell them about the amazing things that God did for us yesterday or last year or 20 years ago. God's always doing amazing things. Let's remember and let's tell people about it. If you bow your heads for a moment. Maybe you're in this room and you know, talking about faith and... <clears throat> Each week, we, we give an opportunity for those to respond to the message and, and say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're in this room and you haven't done that for whatever reason. There's, there's you know, <clears throat> questioning. But maybe you're in this room and you say, I, I don't have faith. I don't have strong faith really at all. And, and I'm, I'm going through a tough time, and I need faith. I need something to hold on to. I need, I need hope. Maybe you even feel a stirring in your heart or a tugging at your heart to maybe make a decision and respond today. In a moment, I'm going to give you that chance. In a moment, we're all going to pray a prayer together as a church. But for now, if, if you want today to say yes to Jesus, if you want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and choose to have faith, I just want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. All of us together can pray with these that have raised their hands. We're going we're gonna to pray this prayer together. Pray, Father God, thank you for loving me. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. Today I choose to trust and follow you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. If you would stand to your feet for a moment. Can we give God praise this morning? For the next 30 seconds to one minute, I'm just going to invite you. Let's just respond to God on our own. You can bow your head. You can just pray to yourself. About 45 seconds. Let's just, let's just respond and say thank you to a God that's worthy. Maybe my faith isn't contagious enough because I don't feel like I'm close enough to God. 
God's not asking you to be perfect. God's not asking you to be where you have to be. God's asking you to give him where you are and allow him to be the one that lets your faith be contagious. All you're called to do is plant the seed. He's the one that's called to grow it, amen? Be faithful with little, and he will be faithful with much, okay? So trust in God. Give it over to him today, and just continue to press into the challenge that Grant presented for us today. Hey, just a reminder, tonight, Awanas is launching, and I'm so excited. However, as we said, there will no, not be child care for zero to two years old, and we're really hoping to get that going, but just for tonight, hang with us. We will not have child care available. Also, our youth group is having our cereal night, and we're going to have a cereal bar, and we're going to have kids that are all sugared up, and all those things you told them to avoid and not have in your household, we're going to give them tonight, okay? It's going to be a great time, and we hope that you can handle them afterwards. But hey, we love you so much. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over us all as we leave today, so if you'll raise your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this week.